0: You also happened to mention about HRV. Uh, If I just look at five years back, maybe six, five, six years back, uh, heart rate was something that you could listen to, but literally listen about, but uh, not as much uh, much HRV, right? HRV uh, has become such an amazing buzzword. Uh, But we'd love to understand uh, for somebody who's worked in the HRV space for so long, what does HRV really mean in simplified terms for, for people who are new to this? Uh, yeah, yeah, for what, sure. what could it unlock for the human health? Yeah.
1: So in terms of um, HRV, what we refer to is the variability between heartbeats. So we are all familiar probably with heart rate and now we can measure that both at rest and during exercise. So even when we are resting and we measure our heart rate, the thing is that the variation between beats is not always the same. So even if our heart rate is about 60 bits per minute, it does not mean that there is a bit exactly every second. There is always some variation in there. And that is what we quantify with heart rate variability. So this variability between bits. And why do we care about that? Well, the reason is that this variability is not random. It is modulated by the autonomic nervous system. And the autonomic okay. nervous system is basically influenced by our response to uh, stressors so as we face a stressor there will be a change in autonomic nervous activity we cannot measure directly autonomic nervous activity but then we can measure how the heart and in particular heart rhythm is impacted by these changes in autonomic nervous system activity so basically hrv becomes just a proxy of our response to stressors which means that if we have for example, reduce the variability between bits, so the heart rate gets a little more constant. That means that typically there is higher stress. While if we have increased variability, so there is more bit to bit variation, which we capture with HRV measurements, that would mean that there is less stress on the body. So that is why we look into this parameter. And the research, you know, it's, um, it's been out for maybe 50 years or longer, right? So it's something that has been investigated for long. But the technology has been slower because it is not so easy to capture accurately this bit-to-bit variation. So while we can typically, at least at rest, measure heart rate easily, even with optical methods like you know optical sensors that we have nowadays in watches and other sensors or in your phone cameras and things like that, HRV is a bit more complicated because it's more prone to artifact and issues with movement and all sorts of noise, which makes it a little more challenging, even though in the past, few years i would say a few sensors came out that are able to capture at least at rest these measures accurately and they're also more convenient to wear with respect to just traps that were used before so now it's a bit easier to capture this data and basically look at how it changes in response to different stresses that we face from you know sickness to training
0: to all sort of things that can impact uh, resting physiology right so i think the fundamental point that you mentioned, and I think you addressed that well, is the fact that the science of HRV or the metric HRV, there are so many variations that are out there, like in terms of uh, if somebody is at rest versus somebody's moving. And the interpretation might not be right. So that is one challenge to solve for. And the other one that you for mentioned sure, is sure. that I'm curious about are there biological variabilities as well? Like, for example, two different human beings for someone. Uh, low HRV means stress, but for the other person, low HRV might not mean stress. And is there a baseline effect as well? Like my actual HRV is always below. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's a great point. As that's something that we also need to understand when we start looking at HRV is that it's different from other parameters, meaning that there are really no absolute values or population ranges that we can rely on because it is very individual. So for some people. It might be higher for some. It might be lower, and this is not even necessarily linked to um, clear aspects such as you know physical activity level or fitness or things like that that are tightly coupled with other markers like even just resting heart rate. Like we know that uh, fit endurance athletes, for example, have a lower resting heart rate that is due to training. It does not necessarily mean that their HRV will be higher. So HRV is a bit of a more difficult parameter to contextualize in that way, and that is why. The only way to actually use this data in an effective way is for a person to keep track, measure daily with software that will then interpret the data only as relative changes with respect to their own data. In that way, it doesn't matter if my HRV is lower than yours, for example, because if I face a stressor, then it will be suppressed with respect to my normal, and if you face a stressor, then it will be suppressed with respect to your normal. So everything is always... Let's say analyzed with respect to your own baseline and your own data, which takes some days to acquire. Otherwise, we cannot really say anything from a single measurement.
0: That's awesome. I think that's uh, very, very well explained. So this this is very uh, curiosity driving because we see very, very similar patterns, even glucose, right? That independently, uh, yes, there is a baseline effect in glucose as well. That if your glucose is always out of range, that then it does tell you bo- a little bit about the state of insulin sensitivity in an individual yeah. but even like uh, with uh, like with people living in the same region similar uh, uh, physiology uh, similar genetics uh, we see a lot of variation in terms of whether their glucose stays in the 80s, 70s 60s, 90s uh, how much metabolic flexibility they have and all of them almost exhibit the same type of other health parameters, similar type of energy levels. And what we've seen is that hence variability becomes an equally important metric, even in glucose. So this, this is really inspiring because you mentioned that there's, there's similarities in how you look at HRV as well.
1: Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I think that makes uh, a lot of sense for many of these parameters that we measure in physiology. Always there is also you know some genetic component that will drive some of the change or a relationship with the data. That is something that um, is not really easily explained, of course, by um, behavioral or environmental uh, variables. Right? By definition, it's something else that we are not really measuring and that might impact how our baseline HRV or glucose is. So all of these parameters um, can have Sometimes a better used when analyzed a bit differently. So with respect to our own data and thanks to the technology that we have now for HRV or for glucose, like what you develop, is something that allows us to look at this in much greater detail with respect to what we could do before, right? So that opens, I think, a lot of different uh, opportunities for for people to better manage their health and um, well, not only of course in the context of training and things like that, but
0: just general health. Wow, that's, I think that's very well summarized.